the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. Coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like. Come and join us in the chat. The locks are filling up. Why are the locks filling up? Because it's Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we have gathered, as we always do, for the best time of the week to lay out our locks card so big week on deck and now it's time for a very brief review of the week that was tom you were five and five on the week very hefty card 30 and 35 overall the wins we got to see that's right clemson minus three and a half winner right there for lock unity we love to see it also under 47 and a half miami virginia tech i mean geez just doing the waltz all the way to the window uh, with that one. A little bit of, you know, Virginia Tech tried to storm back later, but never a doubt, really. Uh, North Carolina Duke over 66 and a half. Those were some overlooking helmets. Arizona plus 14 and a half against Washington. Then the Northern Illinois Eastern Michigan under 67 and a half was a winner. The losses, the Penn State Michigan under the Kansas plus nine. Texas minus 15 and a half. A lock fight loss to Danny, who is is about to get a title belt with all these lock fight wins that he's starting to stack up right now. Also, Illinois, Minnesota, I'm right there with you. Heartbreak as it finishes at 40, 39 and a half was our number. Notes on the week. Uh, it's sad that a five and five week felt like a good week for me, but that's just the way that this season has been going on this show. Uh, I mean, I didn't, there was nothing I did last week that I was truly upset about. Like Tennessee, Alabama clearly missed by a lot. When a game features 101 points or whatever, it's, you know, that's just something that's going to happen. The, the, the total is at 66. That tells you how likely that outcome was. So I don't feel too bad about it. Uh, other than that, just, yeah, things went about how I expected for the most part and lost some. Kind of upset. I wish I could have gotten Kansas at 10, but we do the show on Thursdays when it was still at 9. So, yeah, uh, my dog's joining me for the show for the first time ever down here. So maybe she'll bring good luck. I don't know. Oh, it's dog week. That's a great sign. It is dog week. Oh, okay. Uh, more on that later. Chip, five and three week. The wins were Navy plus 12 and a half, kicking down the back door, or sailing through the back door on Friday night. Oklahoma State TCU over 68 and a half. Clemson minus three and a half. I was in on that. Unity, Kansas, Oklahoma over 62. Then the UNC team total over 37. But 
Oh boy, we uh we snuck that one in. Thank you to Drake May for that. Took a loss on NC State plus three and a half uh, again to Danny. Took a loss on that Illinois Minnesota heartbreak. And then my worst play of the week was San Jose State laying the eight and a half on the road. That offense, that quarterback, that team. Looked like the entire team had broken up with their girlfriends on that road trip. So I don't know if we're just trying to avoid cuffing season, you know, just trying to make sure that we just get this done before the holiday break. But five and three is still a winning week. Uh, 34 and 25 overall for your boy. Oh, dog week. Danny's got dog, <laughs> dog week. week. Let's go. Bowden needs to bring me some good luck in a big way. Dog week. If you're watching on youtube.com slash cover three, Bowden in the house with Danny. Danny, two and five. Uh, I, I mentioned you got the lock fight win against Tom. You got the lock fight win against Chip. But the rest of it, it's L's. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, under 51 and a half. Alabama, minus seven. Utah, minus three and a half. Florida State, Clemson, under 51 and a half. And BYU, plus one and a half. That brings you to 30 and 34 on the season. Uh, thoughts, big takeaways as we move forward. Um, the Bama one was only the one that was like the Bama and BYU games were just bad. Those were just bad bets. Um, the Bama one frustrated me a little bit because I like Tennessee so much and just needed to see one more week. And now I'm kind of all in gone the exact opposite way. Other ones were close, like right around there. The Penn state, Michigan, I thought would be low scoring. There was that little outburst from Penn state in the first half, then kind of got back on track, but I need to step it up. I need a big week and I think it's coming. I should just fight everybody on every pick though. <laughs> I mean, you are Try reversing. That. Yeah, I mean, you you are reversing the trends certainly, and starting to uh, as you stack up these lock fight wins. Bud had the best week of any of us, seven in three. Uh, the wins included UCF first half minus thirteen and a half in the spacesuits, Clemson minus three and a half in on the Unity, in on Kansas, Oklahoma over sixty two, the UNC team total over thirty seven. Also, that Miami Virginia Tech under 47 and a half also cashed a win in the first half over in Oklahoma State TCU and the Alabama team total over 36 and a half. Only losses were the Miami Bowling Green over 44 and a half, the Auburn Ole Miss first half under. There were a lot of points in that one, and the UTSA first half minus 20. You are now 48 and 38 for the season. Uh, notes, big takeaways. Yeah, I. I- you know, that Miami-Ohio Bowling Green loss was frustrating. They just, Bowling Green couldn't stop turning the ball over and just doing dumb stuff. But guess, guess what? Like, that's kind of inherent in when you bet a, t- a total at 44 and a half that one of these offenses is probably, probably pretty sketch. I, we, we, we snuck that UNC team total in, as you said. Um, I felt like I got a little bit lucky this week, but I, I was a little bit, like, I felt unlucky the prior week, you know? So, and by the way, like, you guys at Bet Bama, Look what that closed at. Like, never ever apologize for betting a number that beats the closing line by two. Like, that's a bet you should make again. Like, you're you're betting a pretty efficient major market in the United States sport. Like, seven and a half at closes nine and a half. That's a good bet. Agree to disagree. You know, CLV doesn't pay for mortgages. You know, you can't, <laughs> that's right. you, can't, you can't can't go buy ice cream with CLV. It's you know, but hey. Look, this is why you got diversity of opinions here on the show. All right, week seven, we're flushing it. Eyes ahead to week eight. Gentlemen, are y'all ready to lock it up? Let's go. Since 2005, the under the games between service and is 40-9-1. We're making lots of money. 
Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was sick of last week. Y'all were watching videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. Congratulations to anybody who weathered the storm and followed the lead to take App State minus the nine and a half. They rolled Georgia State uh, last night in Wednesday. Thursday night action got Virginia and Georgia Tech, Troy and South Alabama. Uh, Friday night got Tulsa Temple, UAB, Western Kentucky. Anyone got a lock for the weeknight action? Come on, bud. Take Troy. Oh, hell yeah. You know I'm taking yeah, Troy. Of course you're taking Troy. Yeah. yeah. Look, these are the two best teams, in my opinion, in the Sun Belt. So I'm going to take Troy. I think that the best unit on the field is Troy's defense. Uh, now, Troy's offense is kind of sketchy, but they do hit explosive plays with they regularity. Play and if you regular South Al's defense, they give up some pretty good scores. So that's kind of why I'm taking Troy. Ability to get some stops and ability to hit some explosive plays. You mean the three points, I think they're a well-coached football team. I actually think both these teams are pretty well-coached. This is a good matchup tonight. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. It is the the battle for the belt. You guys seen the, like, we got hype videos for the battle for the belt. I mean, this is it's, it's good stuff. I, uh, I got a lock. All right. Give me the Yellow Jackets. Laying three. Make it three in a row for Brent Key as the team is playing around him. Jeff Sims is playing really nice. Virginia is a program headed in the wrong direction. I think you've got a team that's fighting for their coach. Also playing Atlanta. I think that will be a pretty nice crowd there. They got a nice crowd last week. There's starting to be a little bit of a buzz around the program. It's an environment that Virginia doesn't know what they're getting into. So give me Georgia Tech laying the field goal. You know what? We're pretty confident Sims is playing. I think so. All right, because he got hurt there at the end of that overtime game with Duke, and it's been a minute, so I haven't seen any updates on it. I think he's playing, but and I don't think the drop off's that big. So, I I put it out there as my Twitter tip. So planning to lock it up, but this guy just came in so hot, and he's getting cocky. Thinks he's tough. He's winning all these lock fights. Got to take him down a peg. Give me Virginia plus three. We're fighting. Fight. 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 Now, we've been fading Virginia on this show pretty much all season long. And maybe we should continue. But I just think matchup-wise, this is actually pretty decent for the Cavs because they can run the ball, and Georgia Tech's run defense has been pretty atrocious for the most part this season. So I think I think the Hoos are going to have their best shot at avoiding last place in their division with a win here against Georgia Tech. So give me the Hoos. I think they figure things out. If, if they don't win outright, they at least keep it close. Mm. Troy South Alabama. We'll might- see. Yeah, Troy South Alabama might be the better game, right? It's a hundred percent the better game. We got action everywhere. Love it. Uh, anybody getting in on? Speaking of fantastic games, anybody getting in on Tulsa at Temple uh, or UAB at Western Kentucky? UAB Western Kentucky is the better game of these two as well. <laughs> uh, what about the Philly vibes? I, you know, I, I, I will get in on Temple. Phillies, are you, you going to take Temple plus the points? Yeah, no, I'm going to take Temple over their team total. Uh, Bet Rivers, I think DK have 19 and a half right now, so I will go ahead and take the over 19 and a half Temple team total. First of all, as we discussed last week, and we're proving correct, Temple's defense was just total frauds. They just hadn't played anybody with a pulse. 
But Kurt Warner's kid, EJ Warner, is not that bad. Like they, their offense moves. Now I'm going to need Stan Drayton, Temple's coach, to stop putting Patterson in the game. Like what? as somebody, like just, <laughs> did you see this? They would EJ Warner be driving up and down the field on UCF, looking pretty good. Then they're like, hey, let's just do some random Wildcat stuff with with Patterson, maybe to give him a break. I don't know if, if Warner's conditioning is a problem or something, but when they would do that, it would kill the offensive rhythm and they would go nowhere. And then it it was a phenomenal live betting situation, by the way. If you just as soon as you saw that, that they would start the drive with uh, with Patterson, you you bet UCF. It was it was pretty fun. But Warner's good, or at least like good enough to where he's not a bad like he's much better than what or at least like normally. Where he... Tom, are you hearing that? I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing it. It's going in. It's me or you guys. I'm... Streamyard's haunted. <laughs> what am I hearing? The echoes. October. Oh, spooky. All I heard. No, all I heard is Bud talking. You didn't uh, hear feedback into your into your headphones. Chat's hearing it too. Chat's hearing no. it. That sucks. Okay. Anybody have a right, YouTube? Should open? I go back out and come back in? I didn't know. I, I think it's. I mean, Where it's from is Oka? I didn't know it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I we power. Does anybody on. have the YouTube open? They don't, no, right? I don't. Okay. No. Um, all right. Let's uh let's go ahead and take it on to Saturday. Now, listen, we have uh, a very very special guest that's going to join us to break down some of his favorite games. You might remember that we had an auction at the beginning of the season to be able to be a guest picker on the show. I've already seen him live in the chat, so I know that he's watching. So just heads up, uh, we will be getting to some of those games here in a little bit. Among them will be Clemson and Syracuse, and a, maybe might be a little bit more violence uh, when we get to that game as well. So let's go ahead and keep it moving. Let's look at number nine, UCLA, going to Eugene to take on number 10, Oregon. One of the games of the week in the Pac-12, Oregon favored by six over under of 72. Is anybody getting in on UCLA and Oregon? Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to go first? Tom? Yo. Are you what getting you on UCLA, Oregon? Oh, uh... I have it in, in the six-pack this week. I took the over at 69 and a half. It has gone up to 72 since then. I am no longer taking the – I'm not locking it up. I still like the over, but at 72, it's not a lock for me. That, that, that did get hit then. Mm -hmm. um, the weather. Guys, that's supposed to, like There was concerns. It was supposed to be raining in the game, but now the weather forecast has changed, so everybody started pounding the over. I'm, I mean, I'm going to take the six and a half with UCLA. Um, I, I, how many times have we seen Oregon's defense do anything against a decent offense? I, I feel like UCLA is a pretty good offense. Chip Kelly, they had the bye week last week, right? So he's got, got two weeks to scheme for this. I tr DTR has played a lot of football. I, I think Oregon probably wins the game, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take those six and a half points with, with UCLA and, and make them win by a touchdown. I, I feel like that's uh, just a little bit inflated. 100%. <laughs> I loved this prior to the weather because I don't think that Oregon's pass defense is very strong. 
And for Dorian Thompson Robinson and this UCLA offense, that would be a major advantage. Now, you know, are we going to be talking about the grip on the ball? I saw Chip Kelly, or excuse me, I heard, I haven't gotten a chance to do all the follow-up research, but I heard Chip Kelly was running around with a super soaker at practice, trying to make sure that everyone's ready to handle these wet balls, Pauls. And I think that we are going to see this UCLA team finally cash in on the million-dollar meal table because it's going to have to be physical. You're going to have to be strong at the point of attack, and I think that UCLA is prepared for this. Six and a half points? We get six and a half with a game that I 100% think is going to be one possession all the way down to the very end. Give me all those points with UCLA. Don't even hate a money line sprinkle, but certainly uh, believe that they're going to be in this to the very end. So give me UCLA plus the points. I agree. Give me Latifah. I'm also, I need to get back on a winning ways. My two for one specials were so good to me last year, but I'm fading all of you guys on the uh, over. I uh, give me under 72. I think we're going to see a healthy dose of Zach Charbonnet, who's been toting the rock. The one thing, too, that really impressed me about UCLA was their physicality they showcased against Utah. I mean, they took it to them. I don't think this team is soft. I think they're pretty physical. I love Bobo, the weapon that DTR has found. And I think this team travels. I think this will be Chip Kelly's first win over Oregon. I think he gets it. You know, you said the, uh, the money line sprinkle. I like him that much in this one. If I get six and a half, I'll go ahead and take it here. Curious to see how Bonix does on a big stage like this. He's played really well since the Georgia game. I just wonder if there's a Bonix type of game in there. And if there ever was one, this would have it written all over it. See, that's what worries me about joining you guys with the lock unity there and making it an infinity because, yeah, Bo Nix could have a Bo Nix game, but it's not like DTR doesn't have plenty of Bo Nix in him himself. So, I mean, I would probably take UCLA. I like the over more than anything, but I'm again, I'm not locking anything up here. I wish you all luck for unity, though, of course. Always. Um, also, ranked on ranked, a great game in the Big 12, number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. The Longhorns favored by six and a half over under of 61. Who's getting in on it? We should note that this is a win game, by the way, just, mm -hmm. just to start. Uh, this is a what? Ahead, Mark, um, 20 plus miles an hour. Wonder. Are you locking it up, Tom? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 20 mile per hour winds with a total of 61 and a half. Give me the under in Texas, Oklahoma State. My only fear is that my beautiful baby boy, Quinn Ewers, has such a strong arm that the wind will not matter for he will be firing laser beams and rockets through it. In fact, Quinn could probably blow the wind away himself with just the velocity on his passes. So I'm worried about it, but I got to take it. Somebody it knows something. Don't be windy in Stillwater. <laughs> Are you going agreement? Um, I mean, in principle, yeah. Let's go. I was really strong about uh, Oklahoma State on Wednesday's Sportsline Early Edge show. I am less strong there. And the, I will tell you that my position and the argument there, that you should always listen to all the great content that everybody across the CBS family puts out, is that it's Quinn Ewer's first true road start. It's the first time that he's going on the road. And so, 
you know, as we saw him against Iowa State, statistically had a good game, three touchdown passes. But you know, I think we mentioned on the instant reaction show that the end of that game, it was won offensively by Bijan Johnson, by Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, you know, with a little bit of that physical run game. So I, I wonder how that ends up playing out. But uh, but the the sharpest play here with Spencer Sanders injury being the reason why I'm fading some of my confidence. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna say under is a, a great play, so I'll get in on it. Yeah, I mean, there's no somebody knows something or somebody thinks they know something because if you look at this just from a power rating standpoint, there's no way this this line basically implies that it would be Texas ten on a neutral. We really think Texas would lay ten on a neutral. So I've against I've the healthy Spencer seen, Sanders. I thought that I've seen that Texas has been jumped even I. I feel like you said this as well that texas oh, yeah. is checking in and on an adjusted power rating like a top seven team in the country i mean i i bet this at three when it opened i i, I don't think four is a bad number six and a half feels if, if sanders is actually healthy six and a half feels wrong and that it hasn't come back down makes me think that maybe he is more dinged than i realize so i'm, I'm gonna pass the game well tom it's, made a good point just saying like, it seems he weird. doesn't look right yeah they didn't do a damn thing after that first quarter last week. I think that glorious mullet is going to be flowing in that wind. Give me Texas and lay the six and a half. Wait, so you fought me on Texas last week and now you're – oh, wow, look That's at you. That's my whole thing, though. That game was the emotional letdown game. This week, what do you think they've heard from Sark? They're at, I actually think sometimes a game like that is perfect, especially with where it lied on the, on the schedule. They were feeling good about the Oklahoma game. Now they've been ridden all week hard in practice. And now I think you got um, your boy, Bijan Mustardson, is going to get a healthy dose, him and Roshan Johnson. I do think they'll be able to run the football against this Oklahoma State defense. So I don't even know how much Quinn Ewers is going to play in this game. He was a little bit off, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he missed a wide-open touchdown in the first half. Uh, just a really weird like fade route that wasn't the best. But I... He doesn't get rattled. Talking about the first road game, I don't think he's intimidated by much at all. He's got the confidence for days. I think they go into Stillwater and get a big win here. I could see it, yeah. Oklahoma State defense does give up a lot of explosive plays, and they really have not played a lot of good passing offenses so far. I mean, Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU. Like The last three can throw it around a little bit, if, if healthy, but mm. – I mean, I, I think more than anything, it's just important that Danny takes Texas so we can keep our, our streak of hating Oklahoma State alive on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate top 10 team, Tom. Legitimate. Just, just walking by and smacking that hornet's nest once a week. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take it to 7 p.m. Eastern time. We got number six, Alabama, back at home. Number 24, Mississippi State is in town. Alabama favored by 21 over under of 60 and a half. Who's getting in on this? Why, why not? Cumulative score in two meetings between Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide and Mike Leach's Mississippi State. Cumulative score, 90 to 9. <laughs> a plus 81 margin in two meetings between Mike Leach's Mississippi State and Alabama and Nick Saban's Alabama. I'm just going to lay the 21. I don't know how many points Mississippi State scores here, and I I don't know. It's it's super square, but it's a it's a round number. And that how's that for shapes? So give me the tide. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, I'm trying to think, what do I want to do here? Do I want to do this? You thinking about fighting them? No, not fighting them. I'm thinking of just taking the Mississippi State team total. Under or over? Under. What is it? Wait, let me see real quick. Uh, I've actually had like five books pulled up here with the team totals because they just post this morning. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mississippi State, we have – shout out Rivers, shout out DraftKings, shout out those places for actually getting the team totals up early in the week. Uh, 19 and a half at Rivers. Give it to me. Mississippi State under 19 and a half. All right, there's a 20 out there. You'd probably rather have that. What's the juice? Minus 20. It's not bad. Okay, then, yeah, I'll give the team total under 20. That's at Buckeye, if you guys are familiar. Just, I feel like my thought process is I don't know what Alabama is going to do offensively, which is why I'm kind of worried about taking it to cover the spread. But I do think that after giving up 52 points last week, there's going to be an emphasis on the defensive side of the ball this week. So I, I don't. I think, like Chip, you mentioned, the Bulldogs have struggled to score against Alabama under Leach anyway, and I think they're getting a pissed-off saving this weekend. So I don't think they're going to score many points. Anybody else? All right, let's. No. I think it's a big number, but I don't. I I got to see another Bama game, see what they do. I'm sitting on some 22, and honestly, I don't feel that great about it. Yeah. Was that like a numbers tell you you got a yeah. fire on it? Yeah, yeah like th- that. It was more likely to go to 21 than 24. Gotcha. Wait, some Mississippi State plus 22? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um, uh, in the big 12 kansas state hits the road to play tcu uh tcu favored by three and a half over under a 55 who's got a lock i do me too what's yours kansas state plus three and a half tcu it's been a hell of a ride but it's gotta have a bump somewhere along the way you nearly had it last week against oklahoma state you came out really flat in the first quarter then spencer sanders arm fell off the oklahoma state offense fell apart and you were able to come back and win thanks to quentin johnston but i think that kansas state defensively better not better than oklahoma state but i think they present some problems i think offensively that offense could give the tcu defense which has not been very good to begin with a unique look and some unique problems that it doesn't really have to face a whole lot of in the big 12 it's not all that dissimilar from kansas which did move the ball pretty effectively against the horn frogs in their first in their meeting a few weeks ago I like Kansas State to win because I do think that TCU has to lose a game at some point. I am taking the points, though, because I don't want to just, you know, the variance. I think three and a half is a pretty good number to be getting with the Wildcats here. So give me Kansas State plus three and a half. What's uh, what 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 week did I say it was? All week. (laughs) That's right. Kansas State. Let's play it. TCU can't fly this close to the sun for this long. There's no way. I mean, and isn't Kansas State the best slash worst type of opponent? Correct. Like every mistake that you make is going to be, uh, is going to hurt so much more because of the way Kansas State handles its business on offense, on defense. Oh, did you just get a good quick three and out? Well, here comes Kansas State with the 12 play drive. How are you going to get that offense in rhythm as they're just continuing to move the ball down the field? I believe that Kansas State is a horrendous opponent. And while this is a, you know at home, and I'm sure that TCU fans are going to make that place into a, a real home field advantage, 
I mean, this this Kansas State team was was built to be able to go in and cause problems in a spot like this. So give me Deuce Vaughn, a Kansas State defense that's going to try to keep it all in front of them, limit Quentin Johnston, take him out of the game, and uh, and end up covering this spread. So give me Kansas State plus three and a half. I mean, they are the perennial Big 12 giant killer. TCU is the giant right now. I was leaning towards TCU. Sonny Dykes, the cover king, playing at home. But after hearing you guys break it down, I'm scared off of that. It was going to be a two-for-one special, but I'll just make it a one-for-one lock. Give me the under 55. I think this could – you mentioned, like, I, I could totally see what you guys see and play out. They're going to want to run the football, play keep away from Max Duggan, from that offense. I think you could see them struggle with timing, rhythm. You know, it's a very rhythm-based. You want to get out there, get possessions. You want to hit those big plays. I think it could be frustrating. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. So give me the under 55. Best I can find is 54 and a half. I'll take that. What, what's it called if I go against all three of y'all? No. Oh. Um, wait, I guess. The, oh, no, because Danny took the under. I, no, it's a I'm, wait, I'm waiting on a three here. Um, like, How many good offenses has Kansas State actually played? Right? They played Oklahoma, and Oklahoma put a good number on them. And really, how many of those deep passes did Gabriel miss in that game? Right? They, I think, are susceptible to the, to the deep ball here. And I don't know that I really trust Martinez on the road, but I just I'm going to sit here and wait as long as I can to, to get a three or or you know if this goes to like you know three and a half minus you know plus plus oh five you can buy it down uh, to three if you can find a place to reasonably do it. I I don't know, man. Like I, I think I get a better quarterback here. I think I get better playmakers aside from Deuce Vaughn, but I do think Kansas State online scrimmage is really good, and I think they have a better coach than Sonny Dykes. I counter your how many good offenses has Kansas State faced with how many good defenses has TCU faced. That's fair. I mean, Oklahoma State's defense is not as good as Kansas State's. That's probably the best one they've, they've faced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, I know that you've got some with our uh, our special guest here coming up in just a little bit. Is there anything else you want to make sure that uh, you get on the card? How many do you have left? I don't have many left. I've been unloading pretty good. I was trying to go a little bit. I, I might I might add some, but as far as what's Ohio State's team total? You guys um, find that for me? Yeah, it's going to be like 39, just off the top of my head math. Uh, 40, let me see if there's a 39. And do you care? 39 and 40 are not a key number. No. Yeah, um, I see a 39 and a half at DraftKings. I'll go over. No argument here. <laughs> I wanted to play in this game. I don't. There's a part of me that wants to um, take Iowa with the points and think maybe they can muck this game up and put something on there, kind of like Michigan State did. But ultimately, I think Ohio State's going to put up their number and call it uh, whenever they want. So I'll take Ohio State team total over. I will say, I was only allowed 40 points in a game three times in the last since 2016. Of course. We've only played Ohio State once since 2016, <laughs> and Ohio State was one of the teams to put up 40 on them. So, <laughs> do you have this offense true? rated higher or Bama's 2020 offense? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about like it's not LSU 2019, but like it's the best in the country by a lot. And I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a lot better than Tennessee's. And JSN's back. Do I have some, some? Some brothers in arms in the chat that are giving me 38 and a half on FanDuel. Oh, Dylan Dog, Steve Bishop. Good looking out. There you go. All right. Love our live viewers who help us out. Me with too. All right. Point of point of just for our listeners at home. 
38 and a half, 39 and 40 are not particularly key numbers. So like go whichever one has the least juice. Don't, you don't need to like, don't play a juice 38 and a half as opposed to like a, an even money 40. Watch Iowa put up 30 points in this game. <laughs> I thought about taking some Iowa. It, there was, there was a 30 and a half earlier and I was just, if it gets to 31, I'm going to pull the trigger and it got bet back a little bit. So like how many a points too Iowa score? Like that's can they get can they get 13? I don't know. They've only gotten double digits like three times this year. The one thing with Iowa is they're seemingly bad against everybody that's not named Nevada, right? So I feel like they're good for somewhere between three and 17 points against most everybody. Garbage time obviously counts. Coming up on the other side, we are joined by a special guest to break down among other games. Uh, a look at Clemson and Syracuse, undefeated against undefeated in the SEC, Texas A&M and South Carolina, and Hawaii and Colorado State. We'll get into that and more next. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, and you may remember that way back at the beginning of the season, we had an auction benefiting St. Jude's to give you, the listeners, the viewers, an opportunity to come and join us on a Locks episode. Well, this is that man. Everybody say hello to Paul. He is a loyal podcast listener. Uh, he has been following the show for a long, long time. And Paul, uh, welcome officially to the Locks pod here in week eight. You... Listen, we, we said like what it, we needed to get your picks. We needed to get them locked and loaded so producer Jordan could know what your picks were going to be the same way that we do. Um, I, 17's a lot, man. I mean, like <laughs> even Bud is looking at your card and he's like, whoo, this, this is hefty right here. So you've identified three or four that we really like. But first of all, thank you so much for uh, your generous donation to St. Jude. You did win this auction because of your generosity. So how are you doing here on this Thursday? Um, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on here and having a chance to to go over the locks with you guys and looking forward to uh, getting some of these points made on a few of these games. And uh, sorry for the lengthy picks but i figured i would i would make sure i had enough so we had plenty of content for you guys 
Listen, no doubt, man. Nice. Yeah, Shout nice. out for having a real podcast mic too. Like, look at like when yeah. we ever had a guest on that has an actual mic. That's uh, <laughs> that's quality. Yeah. Well, I, I will say I, I listen to several podcasts, and and you can tell <clears throat> when the sound quality is not on point, like you guys. So I didn't want to mess up your flow with the the recording. Much appreciated. So, do you feel comfortable sharing your biases here? What, who do you root for? Like, what what sort of brings you to the Cover Three podcast, and uh, who what what's your ex area of expertise, one way or the other? Well, uh, I know I'm going to get some groans from half of the guys here, but uh, I'm I'm a Alabama fan, have been since <laughs> since <laughs> have been since '91. But I like college football just because I like I like the narratives, the storylines, you know, the the like. I don't know Tom might not remember, but during the Illinois-Wisconsin game, he was tweeting out uh, about the game, and I said, hey, is the coach going to get fired? He didn't respond, but um, <laughs> those are the kind of things when I'm watching the different developments that I say, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen after this, and that's kind of what, what kind of drives it for me as far as the college football sport. Well... He did get fired. He did get fired. So you, <laughs> the answer was right there for you. Who do you want Auburn to hire? Uh, I don't know if I want. I, I just like you to see. Ryan Harson, Kevin Steele. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have no doubt that whatever they do, it's going to be entertaining. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. No doubt about it. All right, Paul, uh, which you've got, uh, again, a, a wide array array of picks right here. We've got you narrowed it down to about three or four to throw on the record here on the week eight locks episode of the cover three podcast. Get us started. Uh, wh what do you want to lock up first? Uh, I guess the first one I'm going to go with is uh, Clemson Syracuse game. Uh, got they got uh, might have changed while I was looking at these last night. The lines were changing, but. At 13 and a half, uh, I'm going to take Syracuse because they always give Clemson a hard time and it'll be uh, it'll be a day game. So it's not going to be as intimidating as of an atmosphere. We saw what happened in LSU Tennessee game. Tennessee wasn't intimidated in that game at noon. So uh, I think Syracuse will keep it close. Clemson will probably hold on to their uh, home win streak, but it'll be closer than 13 and a half points. That's for sure. Anybody else got to play here? You know, I, I thought about taking some Syracuse here. I did play a little bit of over at open. We, we give Syracuse crap because they played a backup quarterback last week who really can't throw for NC State. But if you look at it, I think Syracuse had three or four drives that were 60-plus yards on the NC State defense. I watched Clemson last week. We all bet Clemson with, with the – well, not one of us. One of us <laughs> wouldn't get on board turning that unity into an infinity. But – uh Clemson was the right side, but their defense still hasn't gelled, right? They're getting their dudes back. I have no doubt they'll do this whole Clemson thing, but is this the week they're going to gel? I don't know. I, I think Syracuse has a good pass defense. They limit explosiveness. They just don't really do a great job stopping the run. So this could be a heavy Will Shipley game, which yeah, maybe it uh, maybe it stays close. Anybody else in on it? Let's I'm go. I got to fight him. I, I got to fight him. Yeah. Fight. Did you notice? We got, we, got, we got Salty Dabo is back. I think he's looking for a statement win, and I think he gets it this weekend. I think Syracuse is a little bit fraudulent. As much as I love Dino, as much as I love what they're doing, the schedule has been about the weakest resume in the country. 
I think playing at home will be that advantage. I think the defense will have some success shutting down Tucker in that run game. I think Clemson's going to look for style points too. So give me the Tigers laying the 13 and a half. Welcome to the show, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what, I don't know. How many states are doing player props right now? Like 15, 20, something like that? Pretty much any book that that has... That, that that has lines will have player props. Sucks if you your local book may not post it till like an hour or two before game time. So hit refresh, uh, but they're usually there. Give me BT Potter field goals made over. This like this just seems like one of those games where Clemson is going to dominate, and yet they're going to be three instead of seven, three instead of seven, three instead of seven. I don't have an official play, Paul. I like where you're at here because. If you're holding that ticket, it seems like it's going to be one of those games where you just continue to see those four points continue adding up in your favor. If you think Syracuse can score 21 against this Clemson defense, then I think that Syracuse is going to cover. Also, but you say you got some over on this one? I did. It's actually uh, it moved against me. So yeah. uh, I, I I made this 34-21. So I, I, I bet over 51 and a half at, at open, and now it's like 49 and a half. So I, I do like over here. Let's make it a two-for-one special then. 49 and a half over. Let's go. <laughs> so um, they're going to have the breakout game, and I think Syracuse has garbage touchdown all over it for the backdoor cover. Push the over. Uh, I don't have any official play on this one. <clears throat> I do lean Clemson because I do think they'll be able to lean on their run game and be pretty effective with it against the Syracuse defense. Although, Chip, for your field goal prop – if anybody wants to get on board with that, you're probably going to have to wait till a lot closer to game time before they start posting field goal props. <laughs> BT Potter, field goals made over, and they're all going to be chip shots. DJ, you know, because like you mentioned, Syracuse pass defense. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher when the field shrinks. Okay, Paul, you're, this, is, this, you, this is your moment here. Why, why are we talking so much? Okay, what, what's your next lock? Uh, the next one I think I uh, told it was uh, Ole Miss. Versus LSU, I had uh, there at plus two when I was looking last night. Maybe it's changed, but uh, I, I, only thing I can think is that is this is in the, the Bayou, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's Valley. Uh, yeah, the only thing I can think is that they're giving LSU home field, but um, I think a little little recency bias, as Tom likes to say, based on that that game last week against Auburn. I think Ole Miss will be more prepared, more focused in this game, and they should be able to. to I'm basically picking them to win, so. Uh, I, I I don't see them losing to LSU, not in this game. I can get you two and a half. Okay, Ooh. I'll take that. Uh, well, we actually uh, – let's play that drill sound because we have the dentist weighing in here too with Paul. We have lock agreement with the dentist. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and he's been pretty good in Ole Miss game so far this year. Uh, a lot of folks expecting LSU to beat Ole Miss this weekend, and I understand why. LSU looked better against Florida. <clears throat> the QB played much better. Ole Miss has been weak, and defense has been much worse than earlier in the season. However, I still trust this offense and Kiffin to score. I see two ways this game will play out. Most likely it's a coin flip game where either team wins at the end or Ole Miss wins easily, uh, a la UT versus LSU two weeks ago. Either way, I'll take the points and fully expect this one to be sweaty Ole Miss plus two tooth and a little syringe this time and a lock. So. <laughs> We're extracting teeth right now. We got yeah. no pain out. <laughs> you know it's mid-season for the dentist. Anybody else getting in on the SEC on CBS Game of the Week? I might have more on this game later in the show, mm. which could give you an idea of how I feel about the spread. It, it certainly does. Uh, all right, I'm, Paul. I actually am going to get in on this. Okay. 
I, I I want the under, man. I I know like both these offenses have looked better recently, and, and both defenses have looked kind of sketch. But I I'm still a believer in Ole Miss's defensive line. I'm still a believer in LSU's uh, defensive line. I think L- Ole Miss will try to stick with the run for as long as possible, and I think Ole Miss will try to limit explosive plays uh, by LSU and see if they can drive. What's the best number I can get out here? Uh, 60, 68 and 68. a half. Is there sixty eight and a half out there? I'd yeah. love that. You know. They threw me a 68 and a half on CBS Sports HQ last night. I, I also was on the under there. And if I'm on the under on CBS Sports HQ, I should be here on the Cover 3 podcast. Let's go. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll 68. That's fine. 68. All right, Paul, what else you got? Uh, let's see. I have – should we go to the Hawaii game or do the South Carolina game? I mean, they're both sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that like we discussed that one of those is a sicko mode, but if we want to be honest, South Carolina, Texas A and M is pretty sicko too. So uh, let's do it. Time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. <laughs> All right, either one. They're both. Well, I got uh, Hawaii's playing Colorado State. Uh, I think it's in Colorado. Um, but, uh, they get, they're giving Hawaii five points and I think Hawaii, Hawaii is going to end up pulling that one out. They're not going to lose that game. Colorado state's just really bad. Like I'm not trying to dog anybody on here, but it's just really, really bad football. So I think, I think Hawaii figures out a way to, to pull out the win and they're going to, they're going to be easily at least, if, at the very least, they're definitely going to beat that spread. Are you, are you at all worried about the body clocks issue? Uh, not not really. I mean, uh, I travel all the time, so I know that's something that comes up a lot as far as time zone and travel. But um, it's it, you're a younger athlete. You, you're going to be fine. I just appreciate that somebody's locking up the bottom 25 game of the century of the week. So thank you for that. I have no official play on this one, but I will be watching and I will be watching with delight to see who wins because, you know, number one in the bottom 25 could be on the line here. Is this one versus two? It's two versus four. I was going to say, it's got to be close. Mm -hmm. UMass (laughs) is down there, I'm guessing. Yeah, UMass is number one after Colorado and uh, whatchamacallit both won last week. Who the hell am I completely spacing on was number two. Anyways, the number one a flow sports account, but you do need to be able to get spectrum sports wherever you're I'm sure right. online. <laughs> uh, we gave Paul six, right? Because Chris and Cirque both have six. Yeah. Okay. Both get them the best number. Shop around. Yeah. All right. And then what's your, what's your read on Texas A&M traveling to Columbia to take on South Carolina? Uh, I think they're, they're going to be able to, to, easily cover that i don't i mean like i said chimbo has done well against south carolina since he's been there for some reason texas a&m even when they're not playing well seems to have south carolina's number uh definitely that this is only like i say only thing is it's minus three because they're in williams bryce but it's not an intimidating place it's more fun atmosphere so you know i'll i'll take to a&m easily cover into minus three if that's where it is right now Fight. 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 So I don't know if Haynes King is starting this game. I think this could be the debut of of Connor Wegman. 
Uh, King was pretty banged up after that uh, that game. So that scares me a little bit. I've been worried about South Carolina. I've been betting against South Carolina a lot this year due to injuries, and I think they may be getting a little bit healthier here. I can get three and a half at a couple spots. So there, there's a chance that Paul and I kind of side each other here, you know, one one push, one one win, uh, which would be fine. But I, I'm going to take that three and a half at home. I, I feel like – I mean, this is a game that South Carolina – I guess they both really kind of have to have it. But this is pretty important for South Carolina because they've just gotten torched by NM in recent years. You know this is one they got circled. Uh, in Williams, Bryce, what what time is this game? This eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Like that's a kind of a tough place to make. If it is Wegman, that's kind of a tough place to make your debut. But South Carolina's run defense is also hot garbage, and they may just give the ball to Devin A. Chain seventy times, and I lose this, and Paul wins. So that's probably how this goes down. Listen, are you hearing Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublik? You are watching a South Carolina football game. <laughs> That's that SEC Network special, baby, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's a great um, crew, by the way. Like, they really do a nice job on yeah, some of these games fun. that are just like, eesh. Well, yeah, like in the locks intro, when you saying you were live betting the hell out of Kentucky ULM, like, I'm pretty sure that they were yeah. on that call. Um, Paul, any any bold predictions you want to make before we get out of here? Or any uh, any any shout-outs you want to give? Because, after all, this has been, uh, you know, this, this has been a lot of fun to be able to bring in the listeners and bring them apart. Uh, of our locks episode uh predictions i don't really have too many this week is kind of uh it's good it's a pretty good slate there's some interesting games in the big 12 for sure but um uh i just want to say you guys are you guys are probably the best in the biz and i try i try to listen live if i can but i've been on the move a lot so far this season so it's been kind of a, a drag for me but um, I definitely go back and listen when I'm on a plane flying and pull up the pod and then uh, pull up the one, uh, especially on Thursdays or Fridays, that Chip and Tom do on, on the side there, which I love, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't know if Chip responded to his call out from last week, but uh, hopefully he'll, he'll, they'll both be there this week. Uh, I do want to say there is one, I, one thing I wanted to get in was uh, UAB's playing Western Kentucky. And I just want to say I'm taking the over in that one on my list, but uh, I think uh, UAB. What's that? I'm going to put it on the sheet. Then it counts. UAB. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Oh, do you have a sprinkle? Uh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's the best sprinkle? In, in, in case in case in case you're two and three, you, you need that underdog to bail you out. Uh, let's see. Let me pull it up for. Here. Let's see what number we can get you here. Uh, you're talking about in that game, or no? Just in, in any any sprinkle you, you might have. Um, the one that I really like is Kansas and Baylor. That one's plus two eighty that I saw. Ooh. Uh, how about uh, how about plus two ninety seven for you? Okay, let's go. Kansas plus yeah. two ninety seven. There you Paul go. Paul called them teddy bears. <laughs> called them soft, <laughs> cuddly teddy bears. Love it. Awesome. Well, Paul, thank you so much uh, for the locks. Thank you so much for always following the Cover 3 podcast and being such a strong supporter. Our strength comes from the audience, and so you are a huge part of that. And, of course, for your generosity to St. Jude. Paul, thanks so much. Thank you. I just want to say one more thing. Uh, Dragons are better than Hilltoppers. (laughs) Go UAB. It's true.
Our thanks to Paul and cannot wait for one of you to get the opportunity to be in that guest picker position next season. Coming up on the other side, we continue with our week eight locks plus money line sprinkles next. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Um, okay, let's go ahead and do a quick review of the action that we've got so far. Uh, we have Tom is on Virginia plus three. The Texas, Oklahoma State under 61 and a half. Mississippi State team total under 20. Kansas State plus three and a half. Chip has UCLA plus six and a half. The Ole Miss LSU under 68. The Texas, Oklahoma State under 61 and a half. Alabama minus 21. Kansas State plus three and a half. Danny is on. UCLA plus six and a half. Georgia Tech minus three. The under 72 in UCLA, Oregon. Texas minus six and a half. Uh, Kansas State TCU under 54 and a half. Ohio State team total over 38 and a half. Clemson minus 13 and a half. Clemson Syracuse over 49 and a half. Buds got UCLA plus six and a half. The Ole Miss LSU under 68. Temple team total over 19 and a half. Troy plus three and South Carolina plus three and a half. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Danny had to dip. He's got ECU plus five with UCF in town. Any, anyone else getting in on that? He's taking ECU. Yeah. yeah. I'm fighting. Yeah. Oh, yes. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight. I, I had Memphis last week on the money line sprinkle. I, you know, it's always tough to figure out. Like, do you take them at, at, on, on the the ATS? Do you take them on the sprinkle? Goes to double overtime and I lose. I, that's a shitty way to lose a sprinkle, but it happens. Sorry for cursing, Jordan. If you got to get it that out on uh, iTunes. Sorry if your kids are in the car when you listen to this. Listening. No, Chip, All right, Chip has to edit that out. I'm oh, sorry, Chip. <laughs> um, I just think UCF is hitting its stride. Since the second half against SMU, they looked really good. I'm not a believer in this East Carolina team, and I, I think UCF will go in there and, uh, and win by a touchdown. All right. Uh, Tom, where do you want to go? Well, I've got a lot of locks left. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see them. I have a very busy card, so I'm going to try to go as quickly as possible. I'll start with this one. Uh, give me Indiana plus three and a half at Rutgers because – I don't think Rutgers is very good. And I think offensively, even if they're able to slow down an Indiana offense that is not very good either, like I can't trust the Knights as favorites because they don't score nearly enough points to be trusted to cover against teams, even against a team that might be worse than it is in Indiana. But I don't think Indiana's worse. I think Indiana's better. I think that this is mostly just a home field spread. And I really don't think that the home field at in Piscataway should be worth as many points as this one seems to be giving the Knights. So give me the Hoosiers plus three and a half. Kind of uh, what you always used to call it the, uh, like, not this year, but the NL least or the NFC least. 
Yeah. No, no one deserves to be favored in this game. Take the dog and the points. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I like that. What else you got? Uh, next, I will go to another another big one here. Uh, the under 55 and a half in Louisiana Monroe versus Army. This isn't quite a service academy under, but it's not that different because Army obviously runs the ball a ton. ULM runs the ball a lot, not as much as it wants to because it's usually trailing. But when ULM is in early downs and it's in like one score possession games, they run the ball pretty often. So that you can tell that's kind of what they want to do. And also, neither of these teams moves quickly. Like in my pace metric, ULM ranks 118th, Army ranks 120th. They are or 123rd. So they are both slow on offense. I think this total is a little too high. So under 55 and a half in ULM Army. Can I still get a seven or is it six and a half for Army? ULM Army. There were seven uh, as of like the time we started this show. I don't know what it moved, if it's moved or not. Currently, at there's six and a halfs out there. No, I want ULM. Oh well, then you might be a little too late here. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's all six and a half as far as I can see. What what number is that? Three nineteen. I'm gonna go. Twenty uh, sevens. Whatever. We gotta go. We we gotta get in on yeah. it. Yeah, I can only get you six and a half. That's fine. I'll take it. I. Seven, obviously, you would have preferred. So I think that this ULM team might be close. They were very frisky against South Alabama, made South Alabama very uncomfortable. South Alabama ended up winning that game, uh, pulling away late. They forced Coastal Carolina to get a game-winning touchdown very, very late, lose that game by seven. You mentioned the pace, uh, all the reasoning for the under. I just, I think that A, and like on the other side of this, this is clearly not a vintage army team, at least by the standard that we have applied to Jeff Monken in the modern era. And so if ULM is looking like it's close, you got the rivalry win against the raging Cajuns earlier this season, and army is looking a little bit shaky, then yeah, give me that again. Loved it at seven, but uh, this is on the mothership CBS sports network right there in the noon slate. And I want to have that on a TV and I want to have a lock on it. So give me the Warhawks plus the six and a half. If it ends up popping a seven by kickoff, then I would say for listeners, then definitely be sure to snag that. But here for our records, I'll be brave and I'll take the six and a half. So brave. So brave. Uh, how many blocks do you guys have left? I got a couple. You know, just uh, you want to go rapid fire or we want to discuss these more? I mean, we're about six. an hour in. I have six left. Woo, okay, Ooh. that's more than me. So maybe I've I got see. like three. All right, so I sh- I'll go a little rapid fire on these. Um, the one that I have left that I like the most, it is my lock of the week in the six-pack. Give me Purdue plus two and a half against Wisconsin. Like, Wisconsin is not good, and I don't understand why it's favored against Purdue. I understand defensively the Boilermakers have not been great, but offensively they are probably the most dangerous team in the Big Ten West. They take more vertical shots than anybody else in the division, which is not something Minnesota's used to seeing. And when I've seen this Minnesota defense so far this year, the pass rush that is typically there is not there. The secondary that usually plays well because it's benefiting from an excellent pass rush has seemed pretty gettable to me. I think Purdue is going to be able to get it. I like the Boilermakers plus two and a half, so give me that. And then I also, uh, another another chip, it is dog week, Chip. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> And I am taking Georgia Southern plus two and a half. Uh, I think that this is a Georgia Southern team that is kind of underrated. It's against Old Dominion, by the way. Uh, 
they, you know, like earlier this year, they upset Nebraska. It seemed like a huge deal at the time, major upset. I think it turns out that Georgia Southern's just kind of good, and they've been getting better every single week. I think this Old Dominion team is a little overrated this weekend, coming off a big win last week against Coastal, putting Coast, you know, giving them their first loss of the season. But I thought Coastal was pretty average at best so far this season, even though it had been undefeated. Georgia Southern also beat James Madison, so the letdown thing kind of cancels out. But I just think Georgia Southern's a better football team, so give me the Eagles plus two and a half. <sighs> Listen, there's there's a game on this schedule that is just just stinky. And I I think that I'm willing to wade through the garbage that is Penn State Minnesota. Because Whoa. I want it. I should have no, no, I want to hear what you gotta say. I I don't think Penn State is as good as we might have thought it was. But is Penn State really going to lose three in a row? Because the way that this line has opened and the way that this line has moved suggests that a Minnesota team of which, as I mentioned, very dialed into that Illinois game. I don't I don't think the Golden, and some of it could have been Illinois, but I don't think the Golden Gophers are, are that, that great. Are they going to go into Happy Valley at night and yes, like I, I hear you, like sandwich spot between Michigan and Ohio State. There's this long track record of these James Franklin coach Penn State teams. After you take that top 10 loss, it snowballs and it impacts you the very next week. I understand that. I just think that if a team not named Minnesota was in the same position, there'd be more of a likelihood of it. It's dropped from five to four. So clearly people are trying to buy in on that trend. But I will. Again, I, I guess it's a bravery week too. I'm I'm gonna take Penn State and I'm gonna lay the short number. I I think they're better better roster. You don't have any concerns about the injury situation. If Tanner Morgan's so are you saying if Tanner Morgan is out, then uh they're better? No, but Sean Clifford's status is also in doubt. Mm. At least it was last I checked. Maybe it's been announced that he's starting, but he was banged up at the end of last week's game. I don't know if he's going to be starting. I don't know. So this is why I'm saying that far away from this one, just because I don't know what the quarterback situation is for either team. But I, I'm going yeah. to lock a grim with Chip here. Yes. Oh. I mean, really just the same reasons that, that he said. Um, I, I mean, if Morgan is announced as in, this will move to what, three? But if he's announced as out, this will probably go to closer to a touchdown, I would think, because Drew Lahr is much better as a backup, I think, my opinion here, than the backup quarterback for Minnesota. Last week, Minnesota's yeah, – also, Penn State corners are not bad. They can play man coverage like Illinois did, you know? So, I mean, last week, Minnesota throwing the ball was 6 of 18 for 38 yards. We could talk about how this is the revenge game – for the OC at Minnesota because he was at Penn State for the COVID year and didn't really work out, Kirk Soraka. But if you only had 38 yards passing against Illinois, it, maybe you get, what, 150? Maybe on Penn State? Kind of doubt it. I just worry, my other worry too is, did you see Penn State's run defense last week? I did. And if Minnesota doesn't have Tanner Morgan or even if Tanner Morgan's kind of banged up, what do you think Minnesota's going to lean on? I think you're going to run the ball a lot. 
yeah. So I don't know. It's I'm just staying away from that game. But I mean, just like uh, if they lose at home and they've well, listen, if they lose at home and if Minnesota embarrasses them on national television, then I might even take Penn State against Ohio State just because it's maybe that would just be the way that this thing goes. Right. If they lose, the number is going to be like 20 because the number right now is like 14 ish. Clearly, Penn State would never do anything crazy like start five and zero and then lose six of seven to finish the season or anything. Mm. Um, <clears throat> all right. Do you trust the University of Miami Hurricanes at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time on Jefferson Pilot? God, no! Do you I don't trust the Miami Hurricanes in front of a rocking Hard Rock Stadium on Jefferson Pilot Sports? Let's check the weather down there so we can figure out if Miami fans will use the beach as an excuse for why the stadium is empty this week. Because oh, guys, we, we are looking pretty nice for Saturday. High of 80, no showers. That is a prime beach day. That's why there won't be any fans in the stands this week. To cover if it's rain, more, you blame the rain. If it's nice, you blame the beach. To cover kind of more than a touchdown? No way. This Duke team does not quit. And if Miami, which, look, has... Uh, has the ability to win this game uh, mostly by trying to stuff out uh, Ry- Riley Leonard, you know, trying to prevent what they're able to do offensively. They've got the defensive backs to keep Jalen Calhoun from having a really big impact in this game. But I think that Duke is the wrong team that you want to play for a potential sleepy, off-the-radar, noon-ish slate game. Give me Duke and all nine of the points that you can get with the Blue Devils. Nine and a half, I can get you because I love you. Thanks. Can't cool. join you here, but I, I, if he gets to 10, I will. I need the 10. They are relentless. <laughs> the relentless Blue Devils. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Duke right there. Um, all right, bud, how many do you have left? Uh, I just have two, actually, guys. I, I think I think just two. Uh, you want to go rapid fire or you want to go, go individuals? I've still got four. Oh, yeah. Go. Um, go rapid fire if you want. Me or Tom? Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, I will start with my final spread pick of the evening or the day or the afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, I don't think the market's caught on to Utah State yet. They're four and a half point dogs on the road against Wyoming. I think they are a much better team with Cooper Legat quarterback than they were with Logan Bonner. I am taking Utah State plus four and a half, and I've got three unders here. I'm not going to go too much into it because I think they're somewhat self-explanatory. Arizona State, Stanford, under 54 and a half. Arizona State's actually playing pretty well under their interim. Stanford just kind of isn't. Uh, North Texas, UTSA, under 72 and a half. I do think this is going to be something of a track meet. I just think that total is a few points too high, so I'm taking the under there. And then finally... The under 56 and a half in Washington and Cal, because again, I just, if it's over 56, I really like it a lot. All right, bud. All right. Actually, I I lied. I have four. Um, (laughs) All right. So I'm taking UTEP plus four. This is a fade Willie Taggart on the road principle that I have. Uh, Basically, since he left Western Kentucky, he's been a really bad road coach. And I don't really believe in these trends unless there's something I can kind of source to it. And having been at FSU, I think there are reasons why he's a bad road coach. So uh, UTEP plus four there. I'll take Boise plus the three. I think we already, did we already hit on that one with, uh, with Paul? No, I thought I discussed it somewhere. Anyway, um, Boise 
I think probably wrong team favored there. I don't think Houston's run defense is quite that bad, and I think it, it can go in, and it's still three at Navy, I think. Three? They land three? Where yeah. They go, yeah. Yikes. I, yeah. Uh, land three at Navy. Uh, I, I think Houston has already bottomed, and they haven't quit, as evidenced by uh, you know the game at Memphis. And then I'm going to just bite the bullet and do it. I, at some point, we have to have a letdown for BYU. Go ahead and give me Liberty plus seven at home. I like, maybe BYU lights them up like crazy, but I'm not really convinced. Here, like Hall's all that healthy, and they just how many big games have they played back to back? Even that Utah State game for them is big because they recruit the same areas. And that, like, if you watch that game, it was chippy as hell. I, so give me those four. So who's, who's not playing this week from the sec West. There's a, like if, if you happen to be, I don't know, a booster or involved <laughs> in the administration with, you know, the, a, a football team in the sec West, you know, call it whatever you want to call it. You would have the availability to get your eyes over there on ESPNU at 3.30. I mean, it's going to be tough. You got another option on the SEC on CBS right there. You know, you go, go multi-screen to be able to, uh, to see what you might want to do about the future of the head coaching position. So, yeah. Liberty Biberty. Q Freeze. Spotlight game. Resume builder. Beat BYU and, and let them know what you're all about. All right, I am... Does anybody want to touch uh, Notre Dame UNLV? No. I think if you wanted it, you had you had to bet it earlier. Like Brumfield's out, I think. Robbins, the running back's out. I kind of doubt Kyle Williams comes back. This opened like 24, now it's 27. Do you really want to bet Notre Dame to, to do a 27? UNLV kind of threw the brakes. Did you guys watch UNLV Air Force? No. Okay, so like, I had some UNLV in that game. They fumble on a decent drive to start, and then they also fumble the ensuing kickoff. So it's a great thing when you get down 14 nothing in the first five minutes to the a service academy, right? Generally works out well for you. But they were just kind of playing to get out of there, I think, in the second half. It wouldn't shock me if they do the same. I, I don't know. Are you are you touching 27, Chip? No. Okay. Just a amazing, just a, a truly amazing path that Notre Dame has had so far here in the 2022 season. I find that. other dentist pick, by the way, if we need to sneak it in, uh, dentist is taking under 51 in uh, Vandy and Missouri. Mm. Okay, Tom, are you uh, are you all tapped out? Uh, I am. All right. So that means that ching, 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 ching. Time for uh, oh, let's let's do a quick review of what we've got so far. Uh, Tom, loaded card: Indiana plus three and a half, Virginia plus three, the Texas Oklahoma State under sixty one and a half, Mississippi State team total under twenty, Kansas State plus three and a half, the ULM Army under fifty five and a half, Purdue plus two and a half, Georgia Southern plus two and a half, Arizona State Stanford under fifty four and a half, Utah State plus four and a half, North Texas UTSA under seventy two and a half, and Washington Cal under fifty six and a half. I've got UCLA plus six and a half, the Ole Miss LSU under 68, the Texas Oklahoma State under 61 and a half, Alabama minus 21, Kansas State plus three and a half, ULM plus six and a half, Penn State minus four, and Duke plus nine and a half. Danny's on 
UCLA plus six and a half. Georgia Tech minus three, UCLA, Oregon under 72. Texas minus six and a half, the Kansas State TCU under 54 and a half. ECU plus five, Clemson minus 13 and a half, and the over 49 and a half in Clemson, Syracuse, and Ohio State team total over 38 and a half. Bud is on. UCLA plus six and a half, Ole Miss LSU under 68, the Temple team total over 19 and a half, Troy plus three, South Carolina plus three and a half, UCF minus four and a half, Penn State minus four, UTEP plus four, Boise State plus three, Houston minus three, Liberty plus seven. We got UNITY on UCLA plus six and a half. We got lock agreements on the Ole Miss LSU under, the Texas Oklahoma State under, Kansas State plus three and a half, and Penn State minus four. We've got a lock fight on Virginia Georgia Tech. That's Thursday night action, and a lock fight on ECU and UCF. Which means time to turn our attention to ting, 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 the money line sprinkles. So last week we saw LSU. That was last week, right? LSU, Illinois. <laughs> on a losing streak so far. Uh, LSU and Illinois cash for Tom. Kansas is a loss. Uh, NC State and USC uh, losses for me. Danny cashes on Illinois but then loses on Florida State, Oklahoma State, and Middle Tennessee, and Bud uh, losses on Middle Tennessee, Memphis, and Rice. For the overall records, Danny is still crushing it at 11-13, and 13, up 8.87 units. Uh, Bud currently up 1.6 units, 10-17. and 17. Then Tom's 8-16, and 16, down just 0.65 units. Chip, 6-14 and 14 on the sprinkles, down 0.78 units. Uh, Danny on the money line sprinkles has Liberty plus two thirty five, Vandy plus four thirty five, and South Carolina plus one forty. Bud, what are you going to be on? So Chip, I have a couple this week. I'm going to go ahead and I alluded this with our guest picker. Thanks, Paul, by the way, for coming on. That was awesome. I'm going to take Hawaii actually and, and play play on the variance here. Plus one ninety is the best I see. So give me Hawaii plus one ninety. I do think their new quarterback. Um, shoot. Uh, Schrager, Braden Schrager, not mm-hmm. new, but like the guy they've settled on is not that bad. They're running the football a little bit. Their defense has seemed to like somewhat coalesce, like they allowed under 300 yards against the FBS team in Nevada. So I think Hawaii could go in there and, and win that thing outright. Any more? Oh, yeah. I got a couple more. Apologies, guys. Uh, so go ahead and give me Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Against, against Army. Yeah. So two, what do we got? 220, I think. Is the best we see. Mm-hmm. Louisiana Monroe plus two twenty. Monroe's run defense is actually pretty good, so like I feel like they could put Army behind the chains a little bit. And Army's been a very high variance team this year, so I'll go ahead and, and play play Monroe uh, at, at two twenty. Uh, I have how many more here? Give me UAB as the outright winner. Uh, I think UAB against these teams that run the air raid are actually very good. Uh, so plus one oh five, I guess best I can get there. UAB one five. Yeah, I guess there's no tens left. All right, and then um, you want to kind of? Wouldn't it be hilarious? Chip? Yes. Yeah, always. Now I don't know if anybody will be there to see this, but give me Duke plus two seventy one to go in there and just get the outright win. Yeah, two seventy one. Yeah, that's best I see. Hate, 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 hate. 
Uh, I, I have, let's see, I've got Ole Miss plus 120, something I alluded to when Paul was on the show. He took Ole Miss plus two. I said I would have something later. I just, this game's a coin flip to me, and I'm getting plus value on one of the teams in a coin flip. So, okay, cool. Uh, also, I mentioned it earlier, too. Arizona State is playing pretty well under the interim. Sanford, I feel like, is not playing well against anybody under anybody. So, Arizona State plus 120. Uh, I'm with Danny. Vandy plus 435. I, I just think that's way too much against the Missouri team that I really don't have a lot of confidence in. Uh, I'm on Boise State to win outright against Air Force. I think that the wrong team is favored there. Boise State has been a much better team with Green at quarterback ever since they replaced Bachmeyer. And we saw Air Force a couple weeks ago against Utah State, who made the switch to Cooper Lagan that game. They struggled quite a bit against a quarterback who could run and use his legs to make plays and extend drives. And I think that will be the case again in that game. And then finally, I am on Pitt plus 115 at Louisville. I know Malik Cunningham is back, but I don't think the right team is favored in that game. Buddy, buddy, that's that's a that's a game. That's a game that Scott Satterfield is uh what what's his name, Tom? Hot Cedarfields. Hot Cedarfields special. Yeah, I've got Pitt on the money line. I've got uh South Carolina on the money line. I also have Vandy and give me Kansas plus 300 uh, as my also money line sprinkle. So let's see for the money line sprinkles. That means that Tom is on Ole Miss, Arizona State, Vandy, Boise and Pitt. Chip Scott, Pitt, Vandy, South Carolina and see Kansas. Um, Danny has Liberty, Vandy, South Carolina and Bud has Hawaii, ULM, UAB, and Duke. I love all of Tom Sprinkles, by the way, with the exception of, of I mean, I guess Vandy 435 makes some sense. I just, I don't know if they can score enough. Missouri's defense is pretty damn good, I think, but could be wrong. Also, that's a win game. There's like six big win games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vandy, we've got lock unity on the Vandy money line. Vandy, Chip, and I. So, I'm the hater here. I, I have Vandy under a half conference win. So this is kind of their best chance to do it. Some of us love our friends. (laughs) We will be back on Saturday night. Uh, Look for us probably around between 1130 and 12 a.m. Between 1130 p.m. 12 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, We'll probably be eyeing the end of TCU Kansas State. Try to line up with that. Uh, We'll be live at YouTube.com slash cover three. And hey, if you subscribe to the channel and you smash the bell for notifications, you get an alert. We let you know when we're going live, so make sure to do that as well. And you can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you.